It's good to be here together as a family, and I'm, I'm really excited about what the Holy Spirit is doing in our house. Um, I've been preaching over the last several weeks on kingdom wealth, and so if you haven't had a chance to watch the other uh, messages, I really, really, really encourage you to get them. Um, I feel like that I have gotten a revelation from the Lord about how to access heaven to transform the earth in the area of money. Um, and I unapologetically tell you that my desire in life is to be wealthy. I'm not one of those Christians that believes that we're all supposed to be poor. Because Jesus came and the first thing that he said is that I've got good news for the poor. Why? Because there is resources in heaven that when Jesus went to the cross, he tore the veil so that we could have access to all of heaven. Say all of heaven. Not just some of it. He's not just like, okay, I'm going to heal you of cancer. I'm, I'm going to heal your broken leg. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release words of prophecy. But he said, everything, everything in heaven is available. That's why he said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. OPS, the silver and the gold are mine. The silver and the gold are mine. And I'm going to give you everything that I have. I'm going to give it all. Say, he's going to give it all. He's going to give it all. I'm telling you, he will not withhold anything from his kids. Just as you, as a good father and mother, would not withhold anything from your children. He's the same. He's made us in his image with a desire for abundance. Now, I believe where the, where the church has misunderstood it, and I don't think it's because of the church. I think that we've entered into additional revelation about how the Lord wants to begin to distribute his wealth. And I think we are entering into the last days of where the, the kingdom wealth is about to be poured out. And those that have an ear to hear and an eye to see are going to begin to tap into this wealth in order to fund the coming harvest, in order to fund the coming um, kingdom. And, and, it's, and, and, and the beauty of it is we get to keep a lot of it too. Don't you know that the Lord does want to bless us? Because the word says that in Proverbs. He says that he, he wants to give us the wealth and add no sorrow. He wants to, the word says he wants to make us rich and he's going to add no sorrow with it. I don't know about you. You know what that word rich means in the Hebrew? It means rich. Mm -hmm. So our kingdom life grows through the principle. Here's what I've found in, in just eating of this word. And I want to tell you that I started listening to a guy um, who has a ministry. His name is Gary Kesey, K-E-E-S-E-E. -E -E. Do you guys know him? All right. I started listening to him like seven years ago. And I started taking the principles, the kingdom principles that God established in the earth in the first six days, because he said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and prepare all of this so that the earth will provide everything that Adam needs. Adam doesn't have to work for provision. The provision, all he has to do is command the earth to give him what is his, right? 
Now, Jesus went to the cross. What happened? The curse was broken. The earth curse was broken in the area of work and, and how to get work. Now, we talked about this a lot. I'm just kind of reviewing. So now we're, under, we're in the place of rest. So now we've entered into the rest of the Lord where once again the earth has to give up its resources to the God's sons and daughters, all right, into the family of God. And how he does that is key for us to understand. And how he does that is what I've called this particular um, teaching is decreased to increase. And so it's very similar to when you want to pull back a bow to shoot an arrow out. What you're going to do is you have to pull it back before you can release it. So in order to increase us, he actually decreases us. And it's the most phenomenal and awkward thing. Because what it does is it challenges us, it offends us, because the gospel, the good news of the gospel is that I'm going to give you something for free, but yet, in a way, it's going to cost you everything. Because you're actually going to have to believe what it is that I'm saying. The word of the Lord is true, and he is faithful. All right, turn in your Bibles to John 15, and I want to talk to you about the secret of the vine. John 15. So here's Jesus, and he's had the last supper with his disciples, and he's walking his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane. Okay? They've all got the full belly, right? And he's walking, and he's walking, and he's walking. And he realizes that his time is short with his disciples. And so don't you know the things that I'm going to tell you on my deathbed are probably going to be pretty important. It's going to be cumulatively, this is what I've learned, and this is what's going to be really important for you to hear. I'm going to summarize my life. I'm going to give you the very last, which is going to be almost like the very most of all of the teachings combined, and here it is. All right, I'm going to tell you and talk to you about this vine. And he goes on in, in, um, in John, did I say Matthew or did I say John? John, John 15, uh, uh, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because I have spoken to you, this word to you, which I have spoken to you. Okay, I didn't even read that right. Abide in me, and I in you, and the branch, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So when we are in Christ and we are praying and prayerful, what we do is we abide in him, therefore we hear, we see, we move, we go, we obey, right? We're only going to do what we, just as Jesus did, I'm only going to do what the Father is doing, and I'm only going to say what the Father is saying, right? So you're abiding in him, therefore, he goes on in seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Why? Because you have become aligned in your desires. So the things that you desire are now lining up with the things he desires. So those two things are coming together, okay? By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Say much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Okay. 
Um, so this is what he said, and I want to make this point. You did not choose me in, verse, in, in um, John chapter 15, verse 16. He says this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Bear what? And that your fruit should remain. I'm going to say that again. That your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. See, what he's saying here is that the fruit that you're going to produce is actually eternal. He, he's looking for people who are fruitful in the earth so that everything that you're accomplishing and the fruit that you are producing is going to remain, and that's the fruit that's going to be eternal for us. That's the stuff that forever and ever, ever will remain in the earth, and it will continue to reproduce. Now, the thing about decreasing to increase, we see this all throughout the word. We see it in fasting. I just got off of a 45-day fast. That was amazing. It was so amazing. The reason that I fasted, the Lord told me to fast, and there was so much grace on it, but the reason that I did it is because I, was, I had a desire for more hunger for God. I, wanted, I want more. I want you to awaken me more. And so in order to, 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 to give me hunger, he actually had me fast. So he pulls back on me in order to increase himself in me. So he pulls back on me, he pulls back on the flesh so that the spirit can increase in me. And so what happened is it caused an awakening to happen in me. He said this, the meek shall inherit the earth. I must become less so you can become more. I have become poor so that you can become rich. So he has this pulling back to extend all throughout the word. And so it's a principle throughout the word that in order for, uh, for him to multiply us, he creates a scenario of pulling back. And it's like, you know those cars that kind of have that little motor in them? I used to make Happy Meal toys, and so I know about this. You know, we used to make those all the time. You pull them back, and then they go. We have to pull them back, which creates a resistance, and it winds it up so it can actually go farther than it would have gone if you just pushed it, right? You have that mechanism in you. So he begins to talk about that, and, it, and it, Jesus, as he's walking with his disciples, he begins to say here in chapter 15, let me tell you about this fruit, because if you're producing fruit, I'm going to cut that branch off, because I'm looking for you to produce more fruit. And it's like, but that doesn't make any sense, you know, wait a minute, I'm doing what you asked me to do, and now you clipped my wing, you know? How, how is that possible? Because what I'm looking is in that place where that, where that branch was. I am the vine, you are the branch. All of a sudden, out of that is going to sprout even more fruit. So he says this, I'm going to prune you to get more fruit. And he says that's going to be external and it's going to be internal. And we know that because he said the internal fruit is love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? That's the internal fruit that he's looking for. The external fruit, he talks about in Titus 3.14 where he says, And let our people also learn to maintain good works and to meet urgent needs that they may not be unfruitful. And so he says, let them maintain good works and meet urgent needs. And so he said, this is the external fruitfulness that I'm looking for. Uh, Years ago when we first started the house of prayer, John and I had uh, you know, we thought, well, Lord, why didn't you ask me, us to start the house of prayer when we had all that money and we were living in the park cities? But he waited until we had no money, we had no time, we had no energy and all of that. And the Lord said to us, we were desperate. And he said, you build my house and I'll build your house. And it's interesting because he didn't say it the other way around. And he meant not just prospering us financially, which we're in the midst of that, but he meant in every way that he would build our house. He would build our children. We would prosper in love. We would prosper in this internal fruitfulness. We would prosper in the external fruitfulness that we would be about building the house of the Lord, building God's people Uh, giving, serving, tithing, helping, and that's what our life would look like, and we would be fruitful people. And then as we go along, God's like, oh, you're producing fruit. That's awesome. Here, clip. And, and he does and he does that. And a lot of times it looks like people. A lot of times it looks like money, you know, whatever. A lot of times it looks like resistance, and you're like, you know, where all of us are shaking our fist at the enemy, but in fact, it's really the Lord that's pruning us for a season so that we'll be even more fruitful. So there, um, there were four kinds of fruit that he talked about here in, in um, chapter 15. Number one, he said that those that produce no fruit, that's not good. Um, then there are those who produce fruit, those that produce more fruit, and those that produce much fruit. And I want to show you a diagram. Um, Amory, are you back there? Who's back there? Oh, Daniel, can you put that up for me? So I, I made this diagram. Actually, I didn't. I copied this diagram from Bruce Wilkinson's book. How many of you ever read that book on, on, on the vine? It's really good. Okay, so here's the issue. How do you know it's happening? You're in pain, okay? There's two different uh, areas uh, uh, that you are going to be experiencing this pain because of. Number one, he's going to be disciplining you. Or number two, you're in pruning. Okay, how do you know it's happening? You're in pain. How do you know you're being pruned? You're in pain. (laughs) So how do you, why is this happening? Uh, You're being disciplined because you're doing something wrong. Pruning because you're doing something right. What is your level of fruitfulness? If you're being disciplined, no fruit. Um, if you're being pruned, because you are actually producing fruit. So what is the vine dresser's desire? If you're being disciplined and you're not producing fruit, he's looking for fruit. And so you're being disciplined in order to start producing fruit. If you are getting pruned and you're already producing fruit, he's like, I'm looking for more fruit. I'm going to take you to the next level. Um, what needs to go if you're being disciplined? Sin. Stop doing it. And what needs to go if you're getting pruned? Now, here it is, drum roll, self. What he's looking for 
is he's looking to grow himself within us. How many of you have prayed the prayer, God, I want your, to see your glory. God, I want your glory to be seen in me. God, I want more of you and less of me. And so he says, okay, awesome. Snip, 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 snip. And you're like, wait, I prayed the prayer. I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm giving. Ah, oh, this hurts so bad. Why am I in this place, right? Am I the only one? So how should you feel if you're being disciplined? Well, you ought to feel convicted by the Holy Spirit, right? And, and really sad because you're like, oh, man, I'm in the sin time. I got to, you know, I got to make things right. And a lot of times if you've had a life of, of you know, just suffering with sin, then you got to do cleanup, you know, and that's always fun. Um, but how should you feel if you're being pruned? This is how you should feel if you're being pruned. You should be like, this is such a relief. Because I'm about to come into a season, I have so much hope. And both of those, you should have really so much relief. Because you're like, God made a way for me to repent so that I can be filled up, cleaned up, helped. And then if you're being pruned, it's like, dang, I trust you so much, Lord, during this time. How many of you have to say this? We sang it like every song tonight where you walk around and you're like, um, Things are going the opposite of what you thought. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. But you know you're getting pruned, and so you know you're going to come out on the other side, and it's going to be even more fruitful. Next, next slide. So what is the right response if you're, if you're sinning, stop sinning, and repent? Or the other way around. Um, if, you're, if you're being pruned, um, release in faith. Give God permission. It's hard to say yes when... Everything in the world is saying no to you, but it's one of those things. When you step out in faith, the most amazing thing grows. You say yes when you're being resisted, and it's so uncomfortable, and the enemy comes in, and he says this to you, did God say? And a lot of us are like, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to step out in faith and do X, Y, and Z for God. Trust me. It's not the enemy telling you to do stuff for God. It is God telling you to do stuff for God. All right. When does it stop? Uh, if you're being disciplined, it stops when you stop sinning. And when you're being pruned, it stops when God is done. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So... Um, Never one time has the Lord asked me to voluntarily become weak that he has not shown up. Not one time in the history of my walk with the Lord, and it's been going on now for about 19 years. Not one time has he not shown up. And he said to us in Malachi 3, test me in this, because when it comes to money, I won't I open up the storehouses of heaven and pour it out into your bank accounts. Every single time, and we're going to have some testimonies up here in a minute, but every single time that we've done this, God has come through. So I just wanted to take you through one of my favorite testimonies, and I have so many that we, John and I just really had to go through and find out, gosh, which one of these is, is the best one to demonstrate this kind of, of exchange? Um, so the Lord asked John and I to give away um, the $7,000 worth of savings that we had been 
pigeonholing away to get our house. Now, we were living in a rent house for nine years, so every year we're just scraping by, and we have no disposable income, so we're just barely pigeonholing enough. We saved in, in nine years about $7,000, okay? Well, we needed like three times that for, for what we needed to put a deposit down on a house because, as you know, we have seven kids and, you know, soon to be nine grandkids. But so we have a really big family, so we can't buy a little house and have everybody at our house. And, um, and besides, all of you have practically been at my house. You know how it is. It's like open-door policy. Everybody's always eating, you know, open refrigerator policy. Everybody's always eating. So anyway, we had saved this, and after we had saved this, we're still kind of pigeonholing it away. That we're uh, walking one day, and the, or I was walking one day, and the Lord said, I want you to give away the deposit for your house to this couple. And I was like, <clears throat> what? And, um, you know, after gnashing of teeth and crying and, I mean, faith, right? Uh, come, come on. You're like, what? It could have been God. So anyway, John and I prayed about it, and we were like, you know, this is the Lord. And so we gave it away, and we just trusted the Lord for his increase, and not really even understanding fully about the process at the time. And so he decreased us and here's the beauty of God. Now, I want to tell you this because I'm so excited about it. All of you have dreams in your heart of things that you're believing God for. You know that you're supposed. We, rec- we have been created by God to live in his fullness. And we know that. We know that there's greatness in us. We know that. You know, and a lot of times the things of the world have told us the opposite of that. And we've had to suffer so much because of it. And, and God is not looking to decrease us to punish us. He's looking to decrease us because what he wants to do is to get us where we need to go and shorten the amount of time to get us there. So John and I gave away the 7,000, okay? Within three months, we got back a surprise check in the mail. How many of you have had those surprise checks in the mail? It's just like, what? We got back, was it 20 or 25? It was 20. $20,000. And it was enough for us to go put a deposit on a house in three months. Now, let me tell you, it would have taken us years to have saved that money. But he was looking to pull back the bow to shoot forth the arrow because he knew what we had in our hearts. And so he wanted to accelerate us and get us where we needed to go at a faster rate. Because here was the truth. The, the world and the earth had to give us what we had just sown. So it gave us now the authority to begin to call that forth from the earth. We commanded the earth to give us what we had just sown. Remember what I told you during the first three times? If I sow, if I, if I sow, um, Bread, it has to produce bread. If I sow oil, like with Elijah and the widow, it has to produce oil. If I sow, for example, I sowed the money for the deposit for the house, it has to produce the equal same. 
If you sow money and you command the money where to go, it has to produce what you commanded the money to do. Now, I talked about this the last three weeks, but I'm telling you, this is an absolute. This is an absolute because God said, test me in this and see if I won't pour out of heaven. He's looking at your heart to see how much of you is in you. Because he's saying, I'm looking for fruitfulness from you. And what happens is you are over here trying to hold on to your lack when I'm trying to get you over here to participate in my abundance. So, so that was so, okay, so John and I sowed the $7,000 in like August, okay? So November comes, and, and it's after Thanksgiving between November and, and December, and I start packing up the house. I went and bought a bunch of boxes, and I start packing up the house, and John is saying to me, baby, what are you doing? Crystal, you remember, I was packing up the house, and, and he's like, it's going to take us, don't pack stuff. It's going to take us a while to, 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 you know, save this money again. And I'm like, nope, nope, we're moving. We're moving. I'm telling you, the Lord's about to come through. We're moving. And so we have to pack all this stuff up. So we had all these boxes of all of our stuff all, all taped up, you know, on the names on all of them. And within three weeks, we got the check. We got the house. And we moved in just a little while longer. And we we're just, like, trying to find stuff in boxes. Like, you know, okay, we've got to do some work on the new house that we got. Where's that, where's that whatever it is that we needed? But I'm telling you, this is an absolute. And that was such a fun testimony of John and I getting to participate with, him, uh, with, with the Lord. Um. So the Lord wants to help you out and get you where you're going financially and every other way for fruitfulness faster by traveling through the supernatural kingdom method. Okay? You got to be a, a supernatural kingdom traveler. You got to stop trying to travel through the earth curse because it's not going to get you there. And I love you guys, and I don't want you to have to strive and stress. And you can kind of tell which, which one of those, are, if it's the earth curse or if it's the kingdom rest, because you're either going to be in anxiety or you're going to be in peace, right? You're either going to be in turmoil or you're going to be in peace. I choose peace. <clears throat> but first, he has to get us out of our own way. So we sowed it, it went out and produced a supernatural and impossible return and harvest for us. So here's what the Lord is showing me. A lot of you in this room are supposed to be millionaires, okay? And you're thinking to yourself, no way. I'm uneducated, I'm this, I'm that, and blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. It does not matter. It is the principle of sowing and reaping. Remember, he gives seed to the sower. Now, when you work, what you do is he gives you the ability to work. Why? Because you're, create, you're, you're, you're getting the seed. He wants you to get the seed. Why does he want you to get the seed? So you can sow the seed and tell that seed what to produce for you so that then you get a harvest, okay? I can tell you there's so many things that I didn't actually buy because I sowed for it. I sowed $400 for a $40,000 car that was given to me. You know, I sowed it in faith, and I thanked the Lord for it, and I blessed that seed, and I put on there, this is for a car. And I knew what I wanted in my heart. I wrote all the details out. I got exactly what I wanted four months later, okay? 
John and I just started, and I'm going to bring some, uh, some, uh, some uh, testimonies up. John and I just sewed into uh, the building program, okay? That was last Sunday. No, it was the Sunday before. Before it was even deposited into the bank, we sewed for five new accounts for John's business, before that check was even deposited, on Monday, somebody contacts him and gives him two new accounts, which will pay him back for what he sowed, like a hundredfold per year for the next so however many years. Come Guys, come on. I mean, if you knew John's business, it's like dog eat dog, cutthroat whatever. This stuff doesn't just, call, they don't call you up and give you stuff. He also got six new students for his school, which paid for the amount that we even sewed. So again, it's just, it's, it, it's supernatural. You sow and you reap. You sow and you reap. But the, but the thing is, is that once you sow, it goes into the kingdom and gets multiplied. And if you've told that seed where to go, it will be multiplied to you. Okay. All right, so why does he do it this way? Why? Why don't he just, God, I want you to give me money, and it just appears, you know? Because he's looking to see how much of you is in you. The kingdom multiplies, and you will prosper more as you learn that in order to increase, you first must decrease. And it shows you where you are in your heart if you're still holding on. So when you receive a prophetic word of increase or promise, I will guarantee you that you will go down before you go up. You will go back before you go forward because he pulls that bow back. But here's the beauty. So here's what all that the Lord has for you. I'm talking an incredible abundance more than he said. He said more than you can hope or imagine. That means that as high as you can think, go beyond that. And he said, but here's the thing. You may be here. I want to take you here. But first you have to go here because I'm going to take you and I'm going to, it's like a bouncy ball. I'm going to bounce you up to get you where you need to go. Now, you can do it in your own strength. Boom. You'll go a lot slower. It's going to cost you a lot more time and money and heartache and pain and suffering and toil. Toil. Can you say Toil. I'm going to get there. Or he's like, no, I want to get you there faster. I want to get you there sooner. I'm trying to help you out. Let me help you help you. What was it? Who was it? Show me the money. Show me the money. What, what movie was that? Jerry McGuire. Show me the money. Paul said, remember, it's, Paul said this, it is no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. We pray again, Lord, I want to see you with unveiled eyes. I want that, I want that, that the Christ man to grow on the inside of me. The larger he is, and the more that, oh, that's not up there anymore, the more fruit that we begin to produce, guess what that means? The reason we're producing more fruit is because Christ is bigger in us. Because the more that we exercise all of this, the self in us dies. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but that self dies really loud. Like screaming, oh, this hurts. 
it's like the wicked witch of the east, you know, that the house fell on her, you know, or, you know, I'm dying, I'm dying. It's not pretty. But here's the key. We're to be agents of provision for the kingdom. What you give is actually going to be measured back to you. What you give will be measured back to you. If you give extravagantly, prepare to receive extravagantly. And especially when it costs you something. Because if I look at my checking account and I go, okay, this is what I can afford to give versus what the Lord told me to give. So the Lord may be like, you know, I want you to give X amount. And this guy, Gary Kesey, this guy was dead broke. I mean, bad. They were like fishing for furniture on sidewalks. I mean, just like bad, you know. And so the world's looking at him and they're going, we don't want to be like you. Guys, I'm telling you, once we get a handle on this, the world's going to be like, okay, what, what's going on here? This could be the thing that causes the Jews to get jealous over the Gentiles, that we begin to c- connect to a kingdom wealth that we don't have to work for. I mean, I want to work at that job, you know. Really, this is the best investment you can make. We take risks for investments, right? This is an absolute guarantee of a return. So you invest your money, and I'm telling you, I've gotten a 400%. Well, I don't even know what it was this past week. In one day, my money made me like, I don't know, 1,000%. I, 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 you know, and it's just, that's the way it goes. Sometimes it happens in a day. Sometimes it happens in a week. Sometimes it happens in four months. Sharon was telling about her car. It happened in, what, a year? Nine months? Yeah. So either way, you're going to get the return on your investment. Test me in this and see if I won't pour out heaven into your storehouses. I don't know about you, but I think that's a good deal. Okay, so his goal is threefold. Number one, he wants to increase you financially. Yes, it's true. God wants to bless you abundantly financially with money so that you can play and have fun and advance the kingdom. Number two, he wants to increase his kingdom financially, but the most important is that he wants to get you out of you. Because where your money is, that is where your heart is also. And if you're holding on to it, that's where you've invested your heart. So, the, the, so we have to ask the question, are you in faith or are you in fear? You can hold on to your earthly lack with toil, anxiety, and fear, or you can participate in the greatest transfer of wealth the world has ever seen. And I'm telling you that if you will get a hold of this revelation and you will really begin to eat on this for yourself and be like a Berean and begin to search out the truth, this is a game changer. This is a game changer. And so I want to invite a couple of friends up to give a testimony. Mallory, why don't you come up? And Austin and Victoria, come on up. Hi. Don't we love now? Come on, V. I know. You just got to go for it. I apologize. This is Victoria and Austin. Hi. Okay, you want to go first? Sure. Well, we came here about... Okay, Mike etiquette. Oh, right. Yes. Um, how long have we been here? I don't know. We've been here for like a month. Um, we're from Corpus, and we came up here with, like, nothing. And we, so we came here on Thursday, like, all right, we really need church, guys. Um, and we just, we had, like, $70 okay, why did in you cash. Come up here from Corpus? Oh, uh, Harvey. 
our house was in one of the danger zones, so we had to leave, and um, yeah, we came up to home. And, um, you know, no money, lost his job, and we had $70 to our name. We got gas with it, and we had cash left. And we were in service, and I felt like the Lord was saying, give it all. So I was like, oh, God. And I was looking at Austin. I was like, Austin, he's telling all. And Austin's like, oh. So we give it all, right? And then two days later, we get, oh, so all was like, so we filled up our tank, and we had $50 left. And so we gave all the $50. And two days later, we get a $500 check. And then, um, like, a week and a half ago, we, I'm supposed to tie, like, $15 because we're, you know, just trying to scoot by here, making it as we can. And, but I feel like the Lord's telling us to get $50 again. So I was like, oh, okay, God. And I look at, I look at us and I'm like, $50. And he's like, okay. So give it. Two days later we get a $543 check from our insurance company from a claim we have not yet even filed. So that's like, <laughs> And then Thursday, um, I'm in church, and, you know, just feel like I'm supposed to give again. I'm like, all right. Something about $50 right now, right? $50 again. A day later, we get $500 again. And that's just the beginning. But God's good. And he's faithful. And I don't know what he's doing, you know, at all with this uprooting process. But he's moving and grooving. And I receive what Tracy said. All right. So wait a minute. So I want you to think about the return on that investment. 50 for 500, 50 for 500, 50 for 500. So for 1,500, you invested into the kingdom. You unlocked kingdom wealth. And so the earth had to give up its resources to you because of what you did. That's an amazing return. Isn't that amazing? That's harvest. That's harvest right there. They sowed a seed. See, the Lord gave them. It's the Lord's job to give seed to the sower. Now, you're a sower because you're actually supposed to now take the seed and sow the seed into the kingdom, and the Lord told her what to sow. Had she sown the $15, then the earth still would have given it up, but according to what she gave, right? The Lord said, no, 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 baby, I'm telling you, I got something great for you, and it's here. And she's like, I don't have the faith for that, so I'm going to be, I'm going to sow here. And he still says, okay, that's okay, I can still bless you, but to the measure of faith that you sowed is the measure that it will be returned back to you. But instead, what they did is they pressed through the fear of $15, and they said, no, we're going for the 50 And sometimes the best place to be in is a place where you got, I got nothing to lose. (laughs) I mean, that's when glory hits it, and it's so amazing. So I'm so proud of you guys. So that's really good. Do you want to say anything? Um, We're totally getting pruned. Yeah, pruning is good. You saw that. I'll I'll send that home with you. So you can be like, yes, love that. Praise you, Lord, for the pruning. All right, love you guys. All right, Mallory. Okay, so before I give my testimony, I just want to say that 
I learned to tithe at a very young age, and I just want to honor my parents because they taught me and all of my siblings to give every time in little or in lack, and most of the time it was in lack when we were younger. So anyways, thanks mom and dad for teaching me how to tithe. Um, so the, the night of the campaign, the first night, I tithe. I'm going to give you guys numbers, and I hope that's okay. I'm giving you numbers because it pertains to the story. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but um, okay, so I had to tithe that night, so I tithed $144. And then at the end of the service, she was like, you know, let's give. And so I felt $1,000. And that was a lot to me. I've actually never given that much amount in, at one time. And I was like, all right, we're writing that $1,000 down. And then she was like, and we're also going to be giving monthly. And I was like, all right, I'm going to check that $100 off, $100 off a month for 12 months. We got this. So $144, then $1,000, and then $100 a month. And I was like, whew, this is a lot of money. And I was like, we're not going to fret. This is great. So the next day, I had a meeting at work, and I got given a check was not prepared for this. There was no reason for me to get this check of $1,444. <laughs> my, my tithe was 144 and then I gave 1000 So it was randomly $1,444. <laughs> Live to give and you will never lack. Yes. Amen. Oh, wait. Didn't they also change something about your, the structure of your comeback? I forgot about this part. So I drive for work, and I only made $50 a week because they weren't able to pay me per mileage, but they changed it. So I, now I get paid per mileage, 54 cents, I think, 54 cents a mile. Yeah. And that's going to increase you how much? Have you done the math? Um, it depends weekly, but it definitely increases me. Okay. increases awesome. me a lot. Awesome. All right, so she had been asking for that, right, for a while for them to change that structure. So what she did is through the giving, and it came at a price because she was like, that hurts so good. But it unlocked the resources, and what was held up now had to be loosed. A lot of us are like crying out, God, I need breakthrough, I need breakthrough. And he's like, I died on the cross. Pretty sure I already handled everything. I got it all done. All you have to do now is you have to learn how to, the keys that are in my word that I've already showed you. I came to the earth and I gave you everything to show you how to unlock these resources for yourselves. So there's the veil's been torn. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you, honey. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Isn't that exciting? And I know there are plenty more. And listen, if you have a testimony from giving, um, I want to encourage you, please let us know because we're going to keep track of all of these testimonies because this is, this is going to go into our book of remembrance because I love testimonies. Um, so far, let me just tell you where we are. So far, our goal, um, well, let me back up. Our goal is to raise $100,000 in 30 days. Our second goal is to raise $100,000, additional $100,000 in 12 months. So this pledge card is for the 12-month. Um, so every month, uh, we're going to deduct 
money out of your account. You're going to put your credit card on there. And so over and above your tithe, you're like, I can give 50, I can give 100, I can give 500. There's some people that are giving 1,000 a month. And so we're going to, uh, so, so far, uh, as far as pledges, we are at $46,000 out of $100,000. So give yourself a big hand. And that's in 15 days, okay? So on the, the uh, pledge for the 30 days, the 100,000, we are at 30,000. So we need to raise an additional $70,000 over the next two weeks. And I'm just standing and believing the Lord is going to provide. Now, in keeping with what we've done, we sowed $10,000, 5,000 to Baruch Hashem and 5,000 to um, the call in, uh, as our way of saying we're going to weaken ourselves in order to believe in God for his increase. And so here's what I want you to do tonight. Um, if the Lord, I want you to pray and I want you to ask the Lord what your one-time giving is. Okay? And when you, when you write on there what your one-time giving is, I want you to write on here where your money is going to go. I want you to write on here what the Lord, what you're believing the Lord for as far as the area of fruitfulness and increase, okay? And then I want you to do the same for your pledge card. So you have two opportunities here to access heaven to transform the earth, okay? So um, these two are available. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and fill them out. And then we have boxes up here, and we have, Anne-Marie, we have boxes in the back, um, that are there on the bar, and so um, we're going to, uh, let's play some worship music, and I, I want to pray over your provision, because it is my greatest desire, and honestly, we need this money to finish this building, and we're so thankful for everything that the Lord has done to provide all that we have so far, but I am so excited to see what the Lord is going to do, and how the Lord is going to provide, amen? Aren't y'all excited? And not just for me, but how the Lord's going to provide for you. Because honestly, some of you need a breakthrough. Some of you have been asking the Lord for a breakthrough and believing God for either a house or a car or um, college tuition or whatever it is that you need. Um, um, private school tuition. And so let me just pray over this. Well, Father, I just thank you. I just thank you, um, that you first that you sent your son, Jesus. And that he, he came so that we could have life and life abundantly. He came to set us free and that we are no longer under the law of sin and death. But we are now under the law of liberty. And God, I just, I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited that we're not slaves and that you've set us free. You came to set us free and that we're not held captive anymore the prison of toil and heartache. We're not held captive anymore. We just have to follow your voice and, and you just do what you love to do. And so right now, if there's just heaviness on anyone here, in the name of Jesus, I just break the power of that. If you're struggling in the area of finances, and this message is just really hard to hear, I just ask that the Holy Spirit would come and give you wisdom and revelation. That a spirit of revelation would fall on you. 
Jesus said, if you have an eye to see and an ear to hear. So God, I'm asking that all of us would be awakened to this revelation of kingdom wealth. I pray, God, that today, everything that's given, would you bless it? Just bless this giving. God, would you, I thank you for it. I thank you for the, that you gave us this seed to sow. You're such a good dad. Thank you that you want us to increase in the earth. And you add no sorrow to our increase. We bless you, Jesus, for everything that you paid for at the cross. And so, Father, I do, I just, I just ask you that you would speak to us tonight and help us, Father, hear your words. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.